This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. You're listening to Mahikakai Narratives with Dion Payne. This program brings those people elbow deep in their practice, researchers, policymakers, and community together to discuss all areas related to impacting on and providing services to Mahikakai. No mai ki kapurako Mahikakai. Our corridor today is with Jodie Cameron. Jodie is of Kaitahu Waitaha. Ngāti Māmoi, Rapuwai, and his main connections are to Murihuku and Moiraki, and he also currently resides in Ōtautahi Christchurch. But the topic of our programme today is Mōkehi, and I've known Jodie to be a practitioner and teacher of Mōkehi for the past 20 years, and I'm really grateful to have him on the show. So thank you, Jodie. Jodie, so you've been a practitioner of Mōkehi for many years. For those that don't know what a mokihi is, are you able to give us a brief outline on how mokihi are made, or just what are they and how are they made? Oh yeah, kia ora, Dion. Um, yeah, so mokihi or mugi, as we've um, called them in the south as well, is um, a rope or raft, but like a walker, but it's made out of um, rope or um, kolari or Korare, which is the stalks coming from the flax bush, and um, also tied together with um, bound with the flax. Uh, today we use rope as well because it's just a bit more convenient, but easier to use. <laughs> so that's yeah. So that's sort of so they're used in heaps of different ways, moving people around. But a lot of the time, it was used for um, moving food, um, ponemu stuff like that from the top of rivers because they don't tip. It was good mm. just to put stuff on and uh, send it back down the river. So, yeah, it's pretty much what a moki is, just like a boat, really, more than anything. So I've I've sat on one before, and, and I and it's coming back to what you've just said, they're really buoyant. Do they do they ever sink, or is, is, it, is it because of the local? Um, I th- I think they've never sunk while I've been <laughs> on one. Luckily, they do. If you're quite depends, like when we make it, if if the puku isn't um really full, mm. you will get a wet bum. Yeah, yeah, you because know, it'll just you'll sort of sit down in the water and row around. But no, nah, it'll never sink. It won't. It won't sink at all. Well, then I'm going to say that the moki I was sitting on didn't have a good puku because I was sitting in the water, but it did not sink. Kia ora. So, Raupo, so um, is there a particular type? Is there particular places to get Raupo? And, and when you get to that Raupo area, how do you cut that? Is it just up from the top and the middle? Okay, yeah. So, Raupo is, um, I think the English term for it is bulrush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... So it's mainly in swampy areas. The water depends where you go. Sometimes gets up to your waist. Some you, we're happy when it gets to your knees, but um, when we go, we go to particular areas, and we always try and move from side to side. We usually make a channel down the um down the waterway, okay. and you cut at the bottom just below the water. So because um, when we look at rope, we look at 
the health of the swamp and the rivers and that as well. So when we cut back, we're actually helping the river to sustain better life. So there's always, like, the water's real, real clear. Like, drink, if I get thirsty, I drink out of the bottom of the rope wall. Oh, wow. Because all the water in that comes out, and it's all fresh. Because mm. it's like a filter. So when it's dry, you can see all the honeycomb effect in the thing. So that's a filter that holds all the water and gives it its buoyancy. So the best way is cut underneath, just underneath, just below the water. Okay. Yeah, and then you're good to go. Is there a time of the year that's best to cut? Yeah, in about... um. In about a month. <laughs> it's, it's the, yeah. So it's not too far away. So just in the summertime. Mm. Um, so you've got to cut when it's green. Okay. And then we wait too long. Sometimes for Morky practitioners, we wait, it feels like too long for it to dry. It's best to do it when it's dry because then it's got the full buoyancy. Mm. Yeah. So how long does it take for Ropo to dry once you've cut it? Usually about, um, usually we wait until the next year just because you go through okay. winter. Mm. Yeah, and it sort of stays real damp. You've got to keep turning it like it's a full-time job almost <laughs> to make more key. Because you've got to, got to go out and some poor fellas on the on the you know, flipping patrol to make sure, because it'll go mouldy because mm. of the moisture in it, and it all seeps down. So you have to keep rolling the, um, the rope for it to, to dry out properly. So how much, I mean, if you were, what, what would be, and I don't know that there's a standard size, but if you were, say, you were going to just go out and cut some ropeal. Yeah. How much ropeal would you... And the, we're not advocating people go and do this, but just to get a sense of, of what, what's involved. Usually, I, th I think when we go out, we, we determine what the what the wānaka is going to look like later on to make the mōki. So the whānau that call us in or, or come and talk to us about going out to do it, we'll go, oh, well, we want to make like a three-person mōki. You're like, oh, okay. We're going to need about 10 collectors, people to come out and cut the ropeal, because that'll be about, maybe about four trailer loads. And it looks like heaps, but once it dries down, mm. there's not, you know, it's, it's not heaps. So, yeah, like, majority of the time we we go for three or four trailer loads, just so there's plenty. Okay. Yeah. So the ropeal's dried. You've turned up to the Wanaka or the Wananga. Uh, walk us through maybe how you might, the kind of process of making a mokehi. And I know it's going to get a little maybe complicated. <laughs> well, yeah, well, not yeah. complicated, but rather that the describing might be a bit like, but, you know, have a go, have a go. <laughs> um, so it's quite funny. I brought in a, 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 a recipe for mokehi. <laughs> yep. Um, the f number one direction says, take some ropeal and form two small piles to form sides for the mugi, tying each piece in uh, intervals as you go. So now, we, when so I read... Say piles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, yeah, I read small piles and I was like... Because when you... I've only ever... I've never read any... Sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I just go out and we make it. Yes. Yeah, so... And um, you know, my tour kind of in in Morkehi um, is uh, Joe Wakefield. Yeah. And he was like, right, a couple of handfuls, bro. And he does about ten steps down. He goes, oh, right, we're gonna go here. I'm like, oh yeah. So and you remember, some of the um, rope pool can be up to about six foot long. Mm. 
Yes. Like, you know, once you've cut it, it's still about six foot. So where if you make one for three people, you're probably looking at probably about 10 foot. Mm. So, you know, when you're talking about a small pole, like I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, and, and in between, in between the dry um, rope, we put the kolari sticks. Yeah. So that adds extra buoyancy. So you're looking at a long, quite a long pole. You know, so small might be in, and then we're going to make a round shape out of it. So that's when we start binding it together. So let me take you to a different question. <laughs> because my, um, you know, what I would say is if you ever get the opportunity to go um, to a tenawanaka that you're doing and, and make a, a, mongi, a mogi or a mokihe, they should just take that up because it's an amazing exercise. But... Where did it all start for you? So what, what got you started in making moki? Um, I, got, I got invited to Wairua Marae. There was a um, huiatau at Ōnuku and um, Awati Edwin, who was taught by um, Uncle Tim to Maiharoa, who brought moki back um, in, the, in the 80s. Um, there was running a, a wānaka and there was already a uh, um, a ropu here established in Canterbury, and it's, they call it Te Ropu Ruru Muki Mugi, Kite Pataka or Horomaka. So, um, it's so yeah, and that was made up of um, Joe Wakefield, uh, Machu Payne, and Matakiwi Wakefield. So, we're all relations, so they're like, mm. Oh, bro, you'll be keen to come and do this. And I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> So we went to Wairua, and my first experience for Moki was a waka pahi. Okay. So it was huge, and it sat, I think, 10 people. So what's people. a waka pahi? So a waka pahi, yeah. <laughs> obviously, it's a moki, so it's, a, it's still a rope or moki, but it's, um, like, it's in the name, like, pahi is, is bus. It, yeah, huge. Yeah, so it's huge. So this one sat 10 people. Wow. We had to get a flat deck truck to carry it over to... Um, to Ōnuku from wow. Wairua Marae. And it took, I think, um, about 15 or 16 people to lift it out of the water. So, yeah, it was a pretty big... So that's where um, our journey started. And then it was just because people at the Huyato had, had seen it, every Marae was like, oh, we got ropo. Yeah, can we make... So it become a thing. Like, every... Every ropal season, we were out cutting, and wow. we come back, and we, then we go to the Wanaka, and we're making moki, and it's just like and it just sort of blew up for about five or six years. It just blew up, mm. and we were uh, being called all of the time to just come and make moki, and it was so much fun. And Joe always said, when we're binding stuff together, it's about fucka fanangatanga, yeah. So those knots just aren't about the moki; it's about bringing everybody there together. Yeah, so we're learning something that our old people have done. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're from up north or whether you're from the south because I think they stopped making them up north very early on. I think it was about the 1920s or something like that. They stopped making them. But I think if you have a look, um, Ropo is, is a lot more available up north. Mm. <laughs> the, the patches are so much bigger than down in south, but... They started making the fuddies a lot more up north than they do down. So we stay with the with the moki and our whanau from up north 
do the photo structures using the rope, which is pretty much the same because it just acts like a huge insulator. So it's really, really cool. So that's where my journey started was at Wairi with Marae making a waka pahi and having to carry it. So just thinking on Matua Tim, so was there something he saw that, that really invigorated him to want to, you know, bring that back in the 1980s? Um, was it like an old photo or do, do you kind of – because it's, it's such an amazing story. Mm. Um, I, the, the, the good thing for Uncle Tim was his father – um, te whakariri ka kaua te maiharoa last um, used a mōki in a formal setting in 1942. So he crossed the Waitaki River and it was for the opening of the Glenavi Bridge. So if people understand what the Glenavi Bridge is, so, and can imagine trying to row Mm. across the Waitaki River. Like, people look at the Waitaki River today and go, there's no way you can get right across there because there's stones. But we're talking 1942, you know, before it was all, you know, sort of cleaned up. That's another corridor. <laughs> so for, and then, so for Uncle Tim in the in the 80s is when he started back up and he had three people that learnt under him. So there was um, a Matua Bill Decker, um, the late, Kelly Davies yeah. and um, a young fella, Awatia Edwin. Mm. And so those three men, after um, Uncle Tim passed away, kept that co-papa alive as well. So for us, uh, in our wee ropu, we think like mm. um, Awatia Edwin come in and taught us. But I think for us as well, we had to sort of look at um, Machu because Machu is a great believer in bringing back some of the old traditions. And, and he um, invited Awati along to to help us, you know, take this journey forward. So a lot of thanks go to a lot of people, I guess. And Joe um, Wakefield has just picked it up. You know, and any questions you have about Morky, even myself still today, I still ring up the Joe and go, oh, i got this one. Okay. He goes, oh, well, I'll come. Yeah, so we could. So we always, and, and that's what Monkey does, yeah. always brings us together. I think one of the things I found really special was at the uh, Mahika Kai conference last year, um, like you're saying, Machu has an idea, he wants to make a mokihi for the uh, conference. But what was really uh, special for me was seeing yourself, Joe and Machu there, and in front of you know, international Indigenous people, people from up north, they're kind of watching this thing come together and they're like, what is that? So, you know, it was, it was something that I was really proud to watch you guys make that in front of people that had never seen it before because I, I find that's a very unique thing down here is, is the, is the Mogi, so. Yeah, and I think it, it, it brings people together because I think back to uh, 2015 when... Um, when Kaitahu were doing their Mahinga Kai stories and um, Matakiwi had invited Joe and I to come and um, see if we would make a moki um, to be filmed and also put on display at the Matatini in 2015. So we done that and we make little models, mm. like tiny wee models of moki. So we sat... Um, in the in the Fari toy tent at Matatini, on the big walker we made, so that became our our lounge suite per se, and we made um, 
little mokies. So we had Fano from throughout New Zealand because the Matatini is like mm. 62 groups of Fano from it. out New Zealand. So people were coming in and telling us their stories from way up north about, oh, we used to make those, but we use it for fuddy now. You know, so, and for us, and then they, and seeing it, they go, oh, we need to start doing this. We had so many invites from Farno up north, go, we'll cut you tell us how to cut the rope and we'll go out and get it ready for you. Can you just come up and teach and you know, show us how to make all of these? So, uh, you know, and it transcends, I think, mm. yeah, because people, I think, in general, especially our Māori people, want to be back in touch with our traditional ways, you know what I mean? That they, they live in today, but they want to still, you know, keep our traditional ways, and Mōkis are great. Yeah, because our resources are there, they're easy to get. Am I mistaken? Am I mistaken in thinking that the Ngaitahu exhibition at Te Papa was there one there, or am I? Yep. Was there a big moki here? There? Yeah. So, oh, I think this was. That's right. We've made so Way many moki. <laughs> so there was a twenty. I think I got the date. Oh, two thousand and four. Oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> we made um, a walker. So for the Mawkees as well, if you think about Mawkee, each Mawkee is given an individual name, but they take shape themselves. You don't go, oh, we're going to make, like, we call one Timotis, like, but we don't say that at the start. It, um, and I think this is where traditions comes in because some people may understand or not understand this, but things come through as you're having your court at all. Over the over making the more key and the more key starts taking shape, yeah. So and so in two thousand and four we made Timoti, and with and we had great intentions of putting it on the water because we always said don't make it if you're not going to put it on the water it's a waste of time. But um for some reason Timoti never made it to the water, okay. so every time there's a, um like a a mahika kai something or a a mahi toy something. Um, Mata Kiwi actually has Timoti in her garage. Okay. Right, so it's, it's he's he's still around. The armor that we made are there. The Rako, the same, exact same Rako we used at the time are there. They're all together. And so, yeah, so it was at the museum for a wee while. Wow. Yeah, so just on exhibition. So the good thing about it being at the museum is those fellas treated it for us. Oh. So, <laughs> so you know, now it's going to last a wee bit longer. <laughs> So the old time we had to go through and tighten some of the ropes up, yes. which you can do. Like if you if you dry your moki out, you know, and sit it up so it doesn't go mouldy, just tighten the ropes, you're good to go again. But now you know, this one is almost like preserved. Yeah, it's preserved <laughs> pretty much. Because at the 2015 uh, Matatini, that sat in the middle. Oh, so that was still there. Yeah, that was still 11 there. 11 years later. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So the 2015, we had buckets of mutton birds sitting on poor uh-huh. ours and oh, we put wow. ponemu on. And stuff just to show people that that's what, you know, that's what we used it for. Mm. You know, because they used to just lash them on. I'd love to see, a, you know, a photo of something like that. You know, I've seen photos of, of with with people on it, but never how we, we tied our, our our kai on. I mean, Joe a couple of times had taken stuff out and gone for a bit of a dive and put a sack up and, you know, like, but that was just us sort of having a go and see what it was like out there diving in the sea. So we've done that as well, just as an experiment. 
Oh, I, I, I see it. I can, <laughs> I can see this happening. <laughs> hey, listen, um, Jody, thank you for that. We're going to take a quick quieter break now. Fakarongo mai fanoi ki tine waiata iti onikura noruya kaura.
Before the break, we were discussing with Jodie Cameron the origins of um, the mokehi, particularly the uh, revitalization of that practice here in Te Waipanamu. Um, we were just having a quick conversation in the break about, do we use like a four-sided? Yeah, yeah so, so um, Uncle Uncle Tim, um, so that's why I feel real close to Uncle Tim because we both have very strong connections to Moiraki. So if you go down to Moiraki, there's um, we call them miniature mokies, but uh, there's um this miniature one that Uncle Tim had made. Usually we do about two sides, but um Uncle Tim's one's got four sides, and it's like if we're thinking it's probably almost twenty years old, and it still looks as good as the day it was made. Wow! Like it's nice and and tight. So every time we're at Moiraki, me and Joe are always picking it up and. Playing with it, cause and looking how he done his knots and yeah, how he put the puku in and all of those sorts of things. Yeah, how did he do his shapings? Like we use craft knives, mm. you know, to do our shapings, but you know, we just don't know. I guess um, for us, Oatia brought down, yeah, and he used craft knives as well. So we're like, yeah, Uncle Tim must use craft knives, <laughs> surely. But when you have a look at it, it's so clean, and that's what we inspired to. Yeah, every time we make a miniature one, you always think back to Uncle Tim's because if yours looks like absolute garbage, hmm. yeah, because you always think back to Uncle Tim's, so you're trimming more and you're cleaning up more. And um, just on Uncle Tim's one, there's at Waiho Marae. So this is a different take on Moki. Please go. There's um, a manuka skeleton that he made for a wakapahi. There's room for an outboard motor. <laughs> Hey, you laugh, but this it's is awesome. so true. And um, he had started lashing wow. the um, rope wall to the skeleton. So Waitera at the moment have built a shed. Wow. Oh, not Waitera, sorry, Waiho have built a shed that they've got this in. And um, they are wanting to try and finish this. Absolutely. Look. This mokey off. Any innovation that can use modern technology on, on our old technology, I think is amazing. So if you could put an outboard on that, oh, that yeah, would be Tim amazing. Was, Uncle Tim was all about getting an outboard. That is so it. cool. <laughs> yeah. I love that. But, yeah, so that there's there as well. Mm. Yeah, so, and if we have a look around, like there's nothing else we've seen like that. But he must have thought, well, it's going to work. It should work. Mm. Yeah. Do you think uh, kind of going into that rather than the two-sided looking at the, maybe, if I'm getting it right, the four-sided, do you think that sort of is an indication of where we think Mokihi originated from further afield? So we, we do, from your perspective, where do you think it, it really that? Um, I think some of the history is that the the, the earliest type of Mokihi that we've found is an Egyptian one. Okay. Yeah, and that was from 700 B.C., yeah, you know, but I think what we've modelled, if we think about ours, is if we move forward some years, if we look at over in South America, and theirs look a lot like how ours do. So uh, you know, 
And I think if we think about Te Ao Māori as a whole, mm. we can we all have connections back and through and around through that area as well. So it's not really any surprise, you know, that there is. And some of theirs, they've built real big, big ones that have massive side there and sales. You know, you see some of the pictures, like we've seen some of the pictures that they've got sales. You know, so, and I wonder if we think back to Uncle Tim's one, if that's where the foresight had come from and whether, whether he was thinking start small to think big and then go to that other walker, whether it needed some bracing. Because when we see pictures, we don't know what the inside looks like, whether they built a skeleton or whether, you know, we don't know. Like there's been a, well, we've got some write-ups that um, are available. Did, um, we, did we ever think to adapt, and I might be using the wrong words, but you know the manutukutuku, the sort of the, the kites, the lopo kites, have we ever thought to adapt that into sails? Well, <laughs> we've never... <laughs> We've never had a cordial about it. <laughs> oh, it just popped it, in my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, though, because every time we're making more kihi, yeah, um, we get um, our weavers, because weavers always come as well. Weavers mm. are always sort of just there. And then they take stuff. I, I'll use this for the kites. Yes. What do I? But we've never, ever sort of made that connection. And it's quite good because this cordial may have meant to have happened. So when we do our next one. Wouldn't that be cool? You know, that might be the that might be the um you know, another avenue to look at. Well I tell you what, as a non weaver, I definitely think we should get people like Matakiwi and Auntie Moo and others to Auntie, <laughs> Auntie Joe to Joe. help us yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah. Or otherwise we're just talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice for Carl, I, but I anyway. Can, I can tie knots. Yes. Yeah. I cannot weave. Oh, I, I will get the materials together. I just <laughs> yeah. cannot weave either. Yeah. But I, I, it just kind of popped in my head that, again, that Manutukutuku, um, and obviously <laughs> I must have been living in a cave up north, but there were things I saw down here. I was like, whoa. Uh, but I also think you? if you think about it, there would have had to have been a purpose for it to be made. Because if yes. we think, once again, if we think about Māori as a whole, mm. Everything was used. We used everything. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? We didn't. There, and there was always a purpose for. Uh, you mm. know, the mōki we'd use today is uh, our purpose is whakawhanaungatanga and keep the tradition alive. You know, but we don't take it up the rivers anymore. You know, we put it out on the sea or we're on a lake. Which kind of brings me to my next question. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just just a, a really quick backstory. Um uh, Machirena, uh, Awananga, up in Ngati Tuwharito, so where I'm from, where there's, like you were talking about, acres of ropo. So in Takanu, there's just acres and acres of ropo. So uh, there was a Wanaka up there, and um, uh, one of our tikorohe whānau named theirs Terepo. But one of the things they were saying to us is, do you ever race them? And we're, we were kind of like, what? <laughs> but it was one of those things where it's like, well... Why I don't know, but they was what they were trying to say was they wanted to encourage their rangatahi to keep up the practice of making mokihi, and so one way you engage rangatahi is then what what can they use with them afterwards? So, was there has that ever happened where it's kind of a it turns into something you can do um, more often as opposed to maybe something that's sort of ceremonial or made for a wanaka. 
have you ever moved it into like the waka tete or the waka ama? Mm. I, I think I think what thing. happens is is because rope is seasonal. Mm. Yeah, you know, like uh, if you've been out on a moki, you'd be like, oh, oh my god, yeah. I'm going to be tired if anybody tries to race me. But I'm good because that's one way to know, tire out the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not built for speed. <laughs> they build for safety. <laughs> Actually, which is why I think this is more the sport for the spectators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you know, like how you have those sort of, you know, those those boats that sort of go alongside somebody. We're not one of those either. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you think about Morky, mm. and if we took one to the top of a river, yeah, and we taught our tamariki about kai and collecting yes. and, and, and then yes. sending it down, you know, when our paths were on the river. You know what I mean? Because if you think yeah. about it, um, especially for our North Island fund, a lot of our, and um, to Waipone, but a lot of our marais are, are right beside the minor. Mm. You know, a lot of our whanau up north, their marais are beside rivers. So they collect at the top, and you wouldn't even have to, like, you just put it on the, and the current would and take, take it, it down. down. Yeah. Yeah, and it just goes over the rocks, bumps. It's like a pinball machine, I would imagine. You know, because we haven't even tried that ourselves. Okay. Yeah, we have had it on rivers, like down in Arafinoa. They take it on their, their river there. The kids have taken it on there. Wow. Picks up a wee bit of speed then, you know, a wee bit of a current, and they're like, woo. What but, imagine a sail. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> they'll, be, they'll be going across. Yeah, they'll be gone. They'll be out of there. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not 100% sure, yeah. and we've all had sort of caught it or about it before okay. as well of whether we thought they would, but I think it was because it's seasonal, mm. it goes with kai. Yes, absolutely. I think, and um, I remember hearing a caught one time where I'm um, down at the Waitaki and um, the Rakaia and stuff like that, um, they used to have more sitting there um, to pull people like um, our our Tauriwi people, our Pagia people, across the river when there was okay. no bridges. Wow. Yeah, so there's there's been corded all that, so it's just tied on a line. And the wee Māori boys on the other side, and then they get their pennies, and, <laughs> you know, and then the more you go back. Yeah, but, and, and it used to be quite a good thing for like the... Like a barge. Like yeah. A, yeah, that is yeah. awesome. So then and I got that um, uh, corded all one time with um, Kelly Davis. Mm. Yeah, you know, he goes. We used to, you know, ferry people across, you know, on these mookies because they don't sink. Mm. You know, like that, and yeah. So that used to be. That's another. That is so. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah. So, um, if there's one thing I've always heard, and and I and, and I totally agree with it, is um, is that for people like yourself and those that have learnt from Matua Tim and, and obviously yourselves, is that mookie is not something that you sell or it's not made for a price. Um, where did that where did that Fakaro come from? Um, Just so people understand. I, I think I know that Awatia I know that Awatia he didn't I, I, I never think it was um, a monetary thing for him. But Joe's Joe is a great believer and I think Machu also is a great believer that our traditional stuff we should have. Mm. You know what I mean, and and who it was? I didn't make it. Like, who are we to say? Well, people should pay us to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it just it just never ever made sense to us. You know, when we go to Marae, Marae, 
they always say, I'll oh, send us your bank account number, I'll give you a koha. Yeah, and we're like, oh, kia ora. See, I had a kai, I was mean. Mm. Yeah, and, that, and like me, for me and Joe, yeah, we're always, as long as we get a feed, we're good. You know, feed us, we'll be there mm. on the day. It's all good. So Moki, even when they're made, they're not sold for a price. To no, no, even our wee ones, say, yeah. even our wee ones we make, you see a lot of, of people now, we, we koha them to people. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I, I, I think sometimes we can go back to Te Ao Tawhito and it's it's like a bartering almost. Like I made one while we're at um, the Matatini in 2015 for um, Ricky Manuel. And um, so he tattooed a moki on my arm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And 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 those and that was just an exchange of of yeah. art. Mm. You know, cuz moki has become an art now. I feel but you know cuz we make those those small ones. And we encourage people, we teach people how to make small ones all the time. You know, because it's 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 quick and it's easy. And then, you know, just say I'll scale it up it'll be all good. And people <laughs> look at you and go like, "What?" Yeah. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, scale it up." Yeah, okay. so, yeah, so you know, like, and, and it's like one of those things, eh? You know, once you know how to do something, you just go, oh, yeah, it's all good. It's easy as. Mm-hmm. You know, people look at you, you go, well, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you the first time Matt made me stand there, and and because we made it, instead of rope, we used harakeke, I must have sliced my hands up just trying to. <laughs> It's a tight this, but it was. You're right. It is a very whakafanangatanga type, mm, type yep. activity because yep. you just. And I would you say that it's a it's a activity that once you start, it's not like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to leave it half done for a while. <laughs> is it something oh, that's yeah, all nah. done in one session? Yeah, but, um, me and Joe are pretty crazy. Like we'll, we we'll just whip a a big one out in a in a day, but. When we first started, like the wakapahi, for example, oh that goodness. was not made in a no. day. I'll tell you right now. We had to go and cut more ropal. So there was dried ropal, green ropal. It was a multicoloured <laughs> wakapahi. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but majority of the time, we just, we just, it's done in a day. It's, and I think as you've seen, as you talked about your mahiga kaiwanaka mm. that you had, not everybody has to touch the yeah. mokehi to be involved in what's happening with the mokehi. Because usually it's, if you have, yeah, usually it's only like a two to maybe four person's mm. role. Yeah, you can switch in and out if you've got people. And and like usually one of us, when we're teaching, Joe will stay with the waka and we'll add people in and, and so they can have a go at tying. And, yeah, and then we do cleanups and stuff, which is all good. But usually one of us stay with the mokehi while we're teaching and we just push people in there to have mm. a go. Hold the rope, hold the rope over there. You're holding the rope down the other end while everybody's working down the other end. <laughs> Seems silly. But, but yeah. we need you to hold the rope. Yeah. And the odd time you yell at them just to hold it tighter, <laughs> just so they feel included. <laughs> hold that tighter. Yeah, bro, I've got it. They're like this. It's not really needed, but it's okay. But it they brings feel, them in. Yeah, yeah. It weaves them into the yeah. activity. And that's and that's where it is. So that's how that fucker Fanonga tongue is built. And you would have felt that yourself yes. when you had all those international. Not a lot of them knew what was going on, but they were all involved. Hey, the corridor about, oh, wow, that's, yes. you know, all of those sorts of things is part of why we do Mogi. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what it's you know, that's what it's about for us is is giving that tradition back. You know, because we knowledge is only knowledge if it's shared. You know, or otherwise it's just me knowing stuff. Mm. You know, mm. so but that's where yeah, it's just such a, a good time. Like I encourage anybody that can get to a Moki Wananga to go. Not just because I love Moki, but it's, it's just it's such a, a good time. Like we've we get told off, Joe and I, because we <laughs> we say, oh, we got these two tutu words, these two tutu Maori oh, words. Do share. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we just made them up. So um, part of when you make the Moki, it moves around a lot. So we got whacker up. <laughs> and then whack her down. I just made up words, but me and Joey, just to draw people in, you know, because people like to hear to do stuff. So we draw them in, and then they hear us go whack it up, and they're like, What? what? I'm not sure if that's to do, bro. Hey, you don't know. <laughs> you were there. I've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> But, you know, but that's what I mean. You know, things have yeah. developed yes. as we've gone along. You know, because it, it just started with, oh, bro, can you just push it up? Mm-hmm. You know, and then I think some, I can't even remember who said it. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll whack it up there. Oh, yeah, whack her up. And it just yeah. become the corridor. That is awesome. Yeah, and so it's it's just part of that development. Yeah. And it's engaging. Yeah. Granted, it's only Joe that I that, that use it because Machu won't jump on board. <laughs> Mata Kiwi well, won't jump on board. We'll need to work on that. <laughs> yeah. but, These are to-do but, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but they've, and we we do explain, you know, yeah. that this is just, you know, our language we've developed yeah. as, as as we've gone on over the years, you know. But it, like you said, it draws people in, because mm-hmm. you know, they hear the word to do Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, oh, so, I'm waiting, so, I'm so, waiting. So, <laughs> Hey, you know, so they 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 open up their ears. Then, then, they, for the then day. they hear this big dude going, "Wake her up!" And they're like, "What?" They, you see them all having this conversation. But it gets their attention. It does, you know. So we, and and it and they see and it's that learning. But oh, this part here, you got to move it up, and you remember. Mm. You know, it's like all of our corridor. You know, Maori people. You know, like you know, one dude holding the sun up with a net. You know, it yeah. gets us engaged. Yeah, hey, it does. you know, it engages up and 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 we um sometimes feel a bit bigger than ourselves. Yeah, you know, which is good, and it's good to be proud of that sort of stuff. I think, yeah, you know, and that's what Morky's done for me anyway over the years. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to take another quick break now. Um, our waiata this time is by Arikatera uh, Mahi, and this waiata is called Puriora. Kaura. Yeah. 
Well, welcome back. We were having another quick chat just then. <laughs> as, you, as you do. <laughs> as you do. Um, during that little break. Um, I guess one of the things that I'm really keen to see, because, um, you know, I, I can't get away from this practice because obviously... <laughs> Obviously, yourself and, and Machu and um, Joe and Matakiwi are very much in the space, but I'm really interested in how do we support, How what can we do to support the ongoing practice of Moki? And that's not to say that you guys aren't. I mean, I see your your fellas working. It's amazing. So, I mean, how what can we do? I think, I think firstly, mm-hmm. um, if we look at, Today, you know, what we're doing today, you know, we're um, people that, that hear this are going to go, whoa, where can I go? You know, how you know, how can I get my whanau involved in this sort of stuff? You know, and, and I guess it's uh, we can make inquiries after that sort of stuff can come from that. Speaking of, I have a, a wānaka probably in January out of oh, Taumatu. Fantastic. Yeah, so we've got um, rope dry, drying at the moment. That we um, me and Machu actually went out and cut last season. So, and I and I and I if I if I go back to 2015, yeah, you know, when we talked about the Matatini and, and Joe and I sitting there teaching people how to to make um, we miniature ones. A side note with yes. that, which was really really cool for me. This young lady walked in, and Joe goes, "Oh, because he was busy. Can you um, help her out?" So we're we're um. You know, talking her through how to make the process and how to get them all together, and then we were talking about fucker papa, and it was um, Uncle Tim's granddaughter. Mm, wow! So she had never made moki before ever, so this was her first time ever doing a moki. Wow. And she said to me, "She goes, oh, um, um, Tim, Uncle uh, Poet Tim was yeah." You know, my huh. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> So I just carry on making. And for me, you know, because I never, ever had the opportunity to meet Uncle Tim. Okay. But for me, being able to help his granddaughter, yeah, you know, do something that he probably would have loved to do himself, you know, that was, that was mean, you know. So that was a wee side note. Just, no, that's beautiful. You know, just a, a bit of a cordial. Beautiful. So, you know, and that's what I mean. Like, with Morky, when you experience stuff, stuff just always comes in and that's what Morky does to you. So... But you know, if I the other thing I would say with that too, though, is that it's. Um, I mean, I'm a big advocate for intergenerational mm. practice. So, what a beautiful thing to have her her power, yeah, revitalize that after seeing his power, yeah, or hearing the stories, and then having his, you know, his mokko come along and yeah, and then re re engage with you guys yeah. who have been taught. So she made hers, yeah, you know, and wow. took and took it away with her. Wow, yeah, you know, like. It, it, and if we talk about what we can do as as a as a Fano, as a iwi, or you know katoa mm. about moki, as as all of those people at twenty fifteen, I think beautiful intentions. Mm. You're going, oh, we're going to cut rope, or we're going to, you know what I mean. Sometimes for our traditions to stay alive, we need to stop. Mm. We need to stop being so busy. Yeah. That we can't do these things, you know what I mean? Like we, at a drop of a hat, and you've you've seen it yourself. You know, like myself or Joe will go, "Yep, no worries, we'll be there." Mm, that's you know, so it's all true. good because so and because that's what Morky 
is supposed to be about. We can't be practitioners of something and go, oh, now can you do it on this date? Or can, <laughs> oh, please. You know what I mean? So we yeah. stop. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and we go. And in saying that, we also know that people don't have, you know, the, the ease of doing that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, But we got Christmas time coming up, you know, and if you're not working, a day out cutting is mean. It is actually. It's such a beautiful, if it's a nice day, it's mean. Like we're in Canterbury, like it cannot be a nice day sometimes. <laughs> but if it's a nice day, you know, like cutting down south, boy, you're in a whole different ball game again. Mm. You know, because like it's 24 seasons in one day. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you know, but, and, and people, we need to engage. If, if we don't engage, you know what I mean? Like it, it just won't work. And, and and I think I'd put it out to 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 anybody really if if you ask, you know, nine times out of ten, um, we would come and 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 talk you through it, help, do whatever we can. You know what I mean? Like, and and I think that's it. People need to to have a want. Yes. You know, to to want to do more and to keep our traditions alive, because while we're there, it's the cordial goes much further than Moki. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we're interested in in other people's experience about what traditions they have, because we love learning as well. You know what I mean? It's not it's not just oh we we're here to teach you, you know. But what do you do? You know what. Oh, I, what is really exciting is that the uh, the Wanaka that's coming up in Tomatu yeah, in yeah. January. Oh, that's going to be fantabulous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, they have a website. Uh, they have a Facebook page. Fano, I get in touch with them. I'd say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm not allowed to invite you or yeah, two yeah, 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 yeah. But if you go on Facebook and yeah. contact them, what a beautiful way to kind of be engaged in that co-papa. Almost, a, almost immediately. To be honest with you, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. Because nothing has been set or said yet. Oh, okay. But you know, like you know, if you put it out to the world. Well, that's right. Kia ora. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, so let me let me put something out there yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> because I love putting you on the spot. Yep. <laughs> no, it's not like that. But you know, we just had our Taihui Mahika Kaiwanaka recently, and as part of the feedback, um, your son stood up. Yes, and and it was so beautiful because it was we were asking uh, the Taihui, what would you like to see next? So when he stood up and said, "Oh, I want to see," you know, we should be doing more kihi. I must say, since then my my mind's been ticking over, <laughs> and I said to Machu, "Wouldn't it be lovely to start uh, have a Wanaka, another Taihui Maikakai Wanaka, um, on Mokihi, starting here." And then where there are acres and acres of it elsewhere yes. is take that kaupapa to that space so that kids up there are learning from kids down here and yourselves mm. on how to bring, to, to practice that. Because I think it's it's just how do you spread that amazing practice and having yourselves and So indirectly, so are awesome. you um, asking if we're doing a cut this season? Oh, I <laughs> I might be. You might, it certainly sounds I, like you are. It certainly sounds like yeah. that. But you know what's amazing too, though, is that um, wouldn't it be a great next Wanaka? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I think <laughs> I, 
I, I most definitely do, but you'll have to, you'll have to link, make sure they're cutting. Yes. Yeah, you know, and and that then that may be a, a journey of we cut here, like I say, much of myself cut yeah. here, and then we go there and help cut. I totally agree. I yeah. see it. Yeah. I can see it all panning yeah. out in my mind. Yeah. Thank you for volunteering. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Kia> ora. <laughs> well, Jodie, we're about to wrap up shortly. Um, was there anything else you just wanted to share? Um, yeah, I just, I just think, um, not just just Morky, but Morky is my my passion and, mm. and others that that I'm involved with. Like we're brothers and sisters now. It's been over twenty years, and and we're like we're as Dion knows anyway. You know, we're tight. Mm. Um, but hold on to all things traditional, because if you're with me with Morky, I'll ask you what you're into. And then, you know, because I do diff- different traditional stuff as well, like tongaporo, you know, um, mahi whakaira, all of that sort of stuff. But, you know, and, and I think as an as a, as a end note, it's just try and hold on to all of our traditions as much as we can and share them, you know, so we all, you know, can can cherish those those things that, that our old people wanted us to have, I guess. Well, thank you so much for that, Kōrero, Jodie. I am so grateful that you've come in today. It's been a fantastic discussion. Um, and, yeah, I hope maybe around Tonga Puhoro, you might come back and have another Kōrero later. I can see your pukana like that. No, me. Well, you know me. Thank you so, so much. Well, that's our program for today. And thank you for joining us on this journey of sharing and discovering Mahikakai narratives. Uh, the podcast can be found at uh, Plains FM's website, www.plainsfm.org.nz, as well as on Spotify and Apple. Kia ora. Mm-hmm.